Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Greetings, everyone. This is Mike Cleveland with my wife, Jody. Hi, Jody. Hi. So glad to be here. And we're looking at the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant and how that applies to our lives today. Yes. And so, Jody, we're going to just look through Hebrews chapter 8, and we'll get as far as we can in 15 minutes. And so let's begin with verse 1. Would you like to read that? Sure. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. So we're introduced to this high priest, obviously, from the context. We know this is Jesus. But it says something interesting about what he did as compared to the Old Covenant, what is that that he did, Jody? that's different than what the priests of the Old Covenant did? He sat down. Right? Because his work was finished. That's right. When he was uh, on the cross, he cried out with a loud voice, It is finished. Yes. He had removed your sin from you. He had made you right with the Father. Thank you. He had taken all of God's wrath. He had fulfilled the law in its entirety, and now it is finished. Um, Now, there was a mercy seat in the tabernacle under the old covenant, wasn't there? Yes, yes. That's where the priest went in once a year on the Day of Atonement and put the blood. He always went with blood. And um, yeah, that that was the, the highlight of the year was that Day of Atonement. Right. And did the priest ever sit on the mercy seat? He did not. Because the work was never finished. It never was. He had to come back next year and do it all over again because sin was never fully atoned for under the old covenant. But when you look at Jesus dying on the cross, rising from the dead, ascending to the Father, and sitting at his right hand, Mm -hmm. you see something here that actually affects the way we live our lives today. Yes. Um, The way that it affects our lives is important here. Uh, What what are your thoughts about this, Jody? When we see our high priest sitting down at the right hand of the Father, he's sitting on the seat of mercy. Mm -hmm. And, And how does this affect the way that we live today? It really transforms my life because... I am able to walk confidently. I'm able to not live in fear anymore. Um, Fear uh, has to do with punishment, right? And so in my past, I was always terrified. I was afraid that God was going to get me. You know, I was doing wrong things and I couldn't seem to not do wrong things. And, And I just was living constantly waiting for that hand of correction that hand or not even correction but just punishment really of that that uh whack so to speak and um and so to know that Christ has finished his work he has uh cleansed me justified me um sanctified me he's done it all i've been made 
clean. I am seen as perfect in Jesus. Then I'm not afraid anymore. Now I can pray with boldness, with joy. I'm There's just this freedom that comes into my life because I know that Christ has done for me what I could not do. And that is just life-giving. That is beautiful. Uh, One of the things it does for me is to know that Christ finished the work means that I can rest. Yes, and we're working for you. Right? He sat down. I sit down spiritually. Yes. Uh, I don't look at the law now and say, I must measure up. I must uh, live right. I must, I must, I must. Right. You know, it it means now that I'm resting in what Jesus did. And he finished that work. If you're listening to us today and you have, have felt like you've had the burden of the law on you, where you need to uh, you know, measure up to God's standard, maybe today would be a day when you can rest. Yes. Having seen Jesus yell out on the cross, it is finished, and having seen him ascending to the Father and sitting down, something that no high priest ever did, right. you can now rest your salvation is finished. The law has been fulfilled right. and credited to you right. as if you kept it, as if you had no sin, as if you, you lived perfectly. Jesus sat down. Why don't you? Right. Um, tradition holds that whenever the priest would come out after making offering on the Day of Atonement, that the minute he emerged from the, t- the, the tabernacle... There would be an uproarious celebration cry, right? Just rejoicing, huge, happy, happy, because it had been accepted, right? There was this rejoicing. And this is where we are today. Our priest has done the work. We can rejoice. And there should be a a delight, a joy every day Mm -hmm. because the atonement has been made. It's finished. That's exactly right. And, you know, the wonderful thing about it is it affects the way that we live our lives in our relationship with other people. Right. When I stop working for my salvation and I rest in what Jesus did, I no longer hold you to a standard that you can't possibly meet. Right. It affects our relationships. How else does it affect our relationship to know this truth in Hebrews 8 verse 1? Right. Well, um, not only do we stop being so demanding of each other, but there be, there becomes a generosity in um, every area of life. So forgiveness, yes. service, you know, there's no longer this tit for tat type of relationship between us where, you know, I did this thing. Now you owe me. Right. Okay. And you do that thing. Now I owe you. And there's this back and forth and back and forth. No longer are we oriented that way because now We've received a truckload. We've received all the righteousness for our entire life and mm. eternity. Amen. Right? So there's no um, there's no uh, deficit, if you will. There's always an abundance. Mm. So sometimes in our relationship, I may be the giver uh, a long time going on. Amen. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and then, then there'll be times like, like, uh, not too long ago when I had to have back surgery and you had to give to me ongoingly for several weeks while I recovered from that. Right. So that's just a, a physical example, but there's spiritual, uh, same thing where, 
um, I need, I might need to be built up in my faith and you do that for me. Or, you know, sometimes it's you needs to be, that needs to be built up. So there's this back and forth of just, um, no longer holding or measuring or expectating, uh, with each other, but rather just this ebb and flow of life where we give and receive from each other in freedom. Right. That's excellent. Um, and it's so true. You know, this has freed you and I from living under the weight, the burden, the condemnation of the law. Mm-hmm. It's freed us to live in freedom with each other. Right. And I wonder if our listeners might be living as if Jesus never sat down. Ah, that's true. Uh, you know what I mean? As yes. far as in their relationships, maybe in, in their marriage, mm-hmm. are, are they, they requiring and demanding and, and holding up a standard that they themselves aren't meeting right. um, where they've put their spouse under the law. Right. Uh, and, and if so, they're living like Jesus is still needing to make atonement for them as if his work were not finished. Well, and, and I think whenever we try to be the Holy Spirit uh, to other people in our lives, we are basically saying to God, God, you're not doing your job right, and I need to help you. So I'm going to help you by, you know, correcting this person constantly mm-hmm. and making them feel like they never can get it right. Right. And that's just wrong. That is not worthy of the gospel. Right. Because it makes the other person feel like they're walking on eggshells, you know, living in fear, afraid to do something wrong, or the wrath of their husband or wife will come down on them. Right. And that's a, um, a horrible way to live. It's an old covenant way to live. Because remember, under the old covenant, you had to measure up. Right. You, by yourself, in your flesh, by your own strength, had to keep the law. And if you didn't, what would happen? The wrath of God would come down. Um, because wherever God finds sin, his wrath breaks out upon it. Now, under the new covenant, our high priest has sit, sat down. Thank you, Jesus. He has finally sat on that mercy seat. Yes. Not the judgment seat. When you come to him, you don't come to a throne of judgment. Right. The, 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 the cross transformed the the throne of judgment into a mercy seat, right. into a throne, a throne of grace. Yes. And we can come boldly to God now right. because Christ has opened the way through his death right. and his resurrection. And now we have learned by the way God has treated us yes. to treat others differently yeah. in our marriage. You and I, oh my goodness, Jody, how differently we treat each other. Right. I think back on years gone by when I would require you to live a certain way or you were going to feel it. And what I usually did is I would just leave. That was kind of what I've been programmed from since birth, you know, just seeing that happen in my own parents' lives and, and others around me. You know, if you don't measure up, I'm leaving. Well, that's the most ridiculous thing. Jesus has sat down. Mm. He has finished the work of salvation, he has shed his blood. He's given up his life for me. Yes. And he never left. I'll never leave you or forsake you. He always stayed. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we had some friends a while ago that, you know, the guy did what I would do, right? He, he left. He said that it's something, some switch was flipped 
and I just walked out or whatever. Uh, it's pretty common, isn't it? But it the is. reality is there is no more switch to be flipped. Right. The, Jesus sat down Yes. at the mercy seat. The law is fulfilled for you. I look at you now in different eyes, seeing that you have fulfilled the law yeah. because you were in Christ when he fulfilled it. There is no imperfection in you that I can see. There is, as it says in Song of Solomon, chapter one, I believe, there is no flaw in you. Mm. Uh, and this is the way we live with each other. Isn't that different? It is very different. And I think that the main difference is, of course, that you have been given the mind of Christ in this area, right? God sees us through the blood of Jesus. He sees us wrapped in the robes of righteousness of Jesus. And so when we understand that and receive it and believe it in our own lives for ourselves, then we can believe and receive it in, in uh, for our spouse or our friends or whoever, our children. Um, and so there's this freedom to not look at them and judge them according to the flesh by what their current you know behavior is, but rather to see them um, as who Christ is making them to be and to give them gospel support and encouragement so that they can become who Christ is making them to be, right? So that they can grow into Christ, if you will. And we don't grow into anything uh, by being beat upon, by being yelled at. And imagine uh, going to a florist and going into a greenhouse and seeing him hammering on a flower, just beating the tar out of it. Grow, you flower, grow. Mm. Okay, that is never going to work. Mm -hmm. You will kill a flower if you beat on it, yeah. right? And and so instead, what do we do? We nurture it. We mm. build it up. We give it what will help it grow mm -hmm. into what we want to be, you know, um, or we want it to be. Uh, isn't it James that says, uh, the anger of man does not produce the righteous life that God desires. Yes. Right. But what does produce that? The gospel. The gospel. Right. Hallelujah. Because Jesus went into the ground for us. Yes. And we came up as his flowers, yeah. as his fruit. Yes. And he does not beat upon us. In fact, he took the beating uh, from the Father in our place instead of us. And because of that, we can grow in without condemnation, without the law pushing us down. It's not that we have no law. We have the law of the spirit of life that set us free mm -hmm. from the law of sin and death. And so we're under a new law. And that's what we're going to learn in uh, the book of Hebrews as we continue our study. Now, Jody, we made it clear through verse one <laughs> in 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, but as it we can, a, it was a meaty verse. <laughs> <laughs> it was a meaty verse. Uh, but I hope that our listeners will question: Am I living as if Jesus has not sat down? That is, am I living as if I need to finish what He started? Right. Uh, no, He finished it. And maybe if you would write in to help desk at settingcaptivesfree.com and let us know: Have you learned anything new? by seeing Jesus declare it is finished on the cross and seeing him sit down at the right hand of the Father. Have you learned anything maybe about how to interact in your relationships as far as we're under a new covenant now, yes. not under the old? Yes. 
And so we'll talk with you again next time. Jody, thank you for being with me. Thank you. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.